Welcome, welcome back to Dong City, April 12th, episode number 55, a.k.a. the Oral Hershey's edition. Do not fix your monitors, TV sets, or phones, whatever you're watching on. Vince Mercandetti is on vacation. No, we did not turn him into a Puerto Rican. Instead, we have Melvin joining us covering for Vince. Melvin, how you doing today, baby? What's going on, brother? I got the Eric Bischoff thing going on there right you go. here, I man. Like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> how y'all doing? I get very nice to be here. It's always a lot of fun talking some good stuff here. Uh, Vince, wherever you are, I hope you're enjoying yourself, and uh, I'm going to hold you responsible for everything I say tonight. So, Oh, Vince That's is watching. He may not be here, but if I know Vince, he's watching and he's critiquing, and if I know him, he got a fucking notepad and he's taking notes. You're going to get the grade at the end of the, at the, end of the show. <laughs> Absolutely. I expect to go to the inbox, and I got a, a letter grade waiting for us. That's right. <laughs> Usually we let, we let Vince do the heavy lifting with the talking, but today he left that to me, so here we go. So... No further ado, 55 COVID updates. Uh, we had a couple things going on. So we had MLB teams actually encouraging their teams to get vaccinated. Um, they gave them a little caveat for teams that were vaccinated at 85% or more clip. Uh, some of the, some of the uh, restrictions are going to be lifted, such as um, no maskless gatherings. Uh, there were no, no longer require masks in the bullpen. They don't have to wear the contact tracers. They can uh, do joint gatherings like uh, pool tables, ping pong, video games, you know, other clubhouse activities like that. Uh, Yankees were, they actually had a team come over and vaccinate 100% of the team. Gio Urshela did feel some side effects the next day, so he was on the COVID IL for one day. Um, the Mets had some reservations with some of their players, so they did something pretty cool. They had uh, the hospital for special surgery on a Zoom call, and they basically let them answer any questions that they had and, and educate themselves further. So MLB is doing pretty good with the COVID stuff. What do you think about this, Melvin? Well, you, you know what? They're doing about as, as well as we can all do. I mean, we're all trying to, you know, live with a trying to find a new normal. I mean, things have not been normal for the past, you know, 13 months. Um, could they have been better? Well, I mean, one could assume. Uh, but this is this is what we got. And I'm really happy that you know, especially I like what the Mets did. You know, they left it up to the players, you know, educate yourselves. You know, it's all about, you know, I, I myself, I'm fully vaccinated um, and I am all for it. So I, I and, and, you know, I'm really glad that we're MLB is pushing to try to find a new normal, try to try to give us a, a good product, but improving from last year. They could have just punted again and say, OK, well, no fans again this year or and, and at least they're trying, you know, they could have punted it again you know, as, you know, one of the major sports to not have a full season yet. And, you know, they could have been like, okay, we're going to shorten it. No, they went for 162. They're trying to give us a product. I mean, Lord knows we pay for it. So <laughs> if we go to the park, so uh, I really, it, it's really good. I, I think it's a good move. I don't know. Yeah, I, think, I think, I think it's a positive move. Absolutely. Make no mistake. This is driven by money though. <laughs> oh, of course. Yes, that definitely. Uh, looking at the COVID numbers as of April 10th. So that's two days ago. They administered almost a hundred thousand tests, 99,599 to be exact, with only 25 positive tests, 17 being players, eight being staff members. That is a 0.3 positivity rate. You take that and you run with it. So that's that. Now, to more serious matters. Today, MLB has uh, postponed the Twins and Whites and Red Sox game in Minnesota due to the killing of yet another. Black man at the hands of law. Let me rephrase that. Um, I'm sorry. 
I want to say his name, actually. His name is Dante Wright. He was killed at the hands of the Minnesota Police Department. And so, you know, MLB thought it best that since it was in such close proximity, they delayed the game. I like that. I like what they did. They're taking a, a good stance here. What do you think, Mel? Oh, absolutely. A hundred percent. I think it's what's best. I mean, um, and not only does it show solidarity, but it also shows that, you know, we're concerned because, you know, some some protests, you know, can can get out of hand. And we just want to get we want to clear the area if that's the case. You know, um, if that way people if, if people choose to not be involved and wanted to go to the baseball game, then they can't say, oh, I wasn't there. Then now if you choose to be in that area, that means you are choosing to be involved in what's partaking over there. No excuses. So really? it, I think it's it's good. It's a good, you know, peacekeeping measure. And, you know, uh, absolutely. You know, if it, it, I would say it's the right move. This, and, and we've been here before. So. Uh, absolutely you know yeah. absolutely the, the the right the right move Definitely. yeah that's a good that's a good point they they you know they're taking the uh safety of the players into consideration here and their family members and you know what kudos to mlb this is two issues in uh in two weeks that they seem to get in front of They'll, maybe maybe they're onto something after or following the lead of the nba here so well and they're trying to reach the demo if you're trying to reach the demographic that is being uh, is being affected here well, I mean, it's no secret that MLB is, is trying to reach the inner cities and, and the African-American communities. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, a good way to do that is also by showing solidarity to something that's affecting them and not necessarily most of your players. So it, it's, it's a great, great move all around. Absolutely. And uh, as far as I can tell, before we went on the air, only one player has sat out. Uh, in protest, and that was Aaron Hicks. And I can tell you as a Yankee fan, Aaron Hicks, take your time, baby, take your time, because you started off slow as shit. Take <laughs> your time. <laughs> I, think, I think that who's hot and who's not still coming up, right? Absolutely. Who's hot and who's not for we're, we're going to think, think about Aaron Hicks here soon. <laughs> yeah, it's the only number three who would have hit it that doesn't swing a bat, but let's go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Moneyball, right? Moneyball. <laughs> you catch that Sunday night baseball game yesterday? I sure did, my man. Let, let's talk about this. Rob, you got you got that cute up, Rob. Uh, do we got we got it? I, I, yeah, I think Rob has it. Well, while we wait for Rob, basically Phillies and the Braves were in the ninth inning, and you know things were getting getting tight, and there was a call which, you know, it was a ball hit. Who hit the ball? I, I can't recall. I'm sorry, it's been a long. It day. was Didi. Um, and um, can you the answer this? Um. um you have to uh, enable the uh, screen share. Yes, thank you very much. Uh, Didi did Gregorius. Yes, all right. Go ahead, Rob. You're good now. All right, cool. All right. All right, all right. Got it right here. And up. There it is. There we go. Bottom of the top of the ninth. Didi lifts it. Who's that, Acuna? That's Acuna, yeah. Acuna. No, that's, uh, that's my Osuna. 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 Oh, that's Osuna. Uh, still a good throw. And if that's Acuna, this is not an issue. But you know what though, that was a good throw. That was mm, that was a good one. A little throw. offline to me. I don't uh, know. Acuna, that's on the laser probably, but he missed the plate, man. He completely missed the plate. Oh, absolutely. Alec yeah, Bone with the game-winning run. They showed that replay about ten times, and there's no way in hell that I think that they would get that wrong. And they came back, and they still got it wrong. They yeah, they, they still did. 
And, and it, here's what I don't understand. I, what I don't understand is MLB went through everything to convince the purists to, yes, uh, uh, replay is the best thing to do, best thing ever. And they convinced all the people from, from my age and, and on that were like, no, we just like the human error. You convinced us. Okay, we embrace mm -hmm. replay. And 10 years after Jerry Mills and 10 years after Armando Galarraga, we we're still talking about this. Then what was the point of all this? Like, let's get it right. I, I mean, this, this situation, the Michael Conforto situation, I mean, come on, man. I mean, th there's got to be a floor somewhere. And I don't know the explanation. I mean, somebody made a really good point yesterday, I think. And um, that maybe MLB needs to mic up the umpires like they do in the NFL and maybe the mic'd up umpire can be like, okay, this is what you think, but this is what the rule says. And this is how right. we're interpreting it. At least we have a floor to stand on, but it would be interesting. I, the union I, would never go for it, but I like that idea. I, I see. I see how, you know, the, the union has always had the umpires backs. So that's more accountability to umpires. I mean, that would be like, okay, you threw, you stuck us with human replay. You're talking about robot umpires. Now you're slapping us with this. I mean, come on, what's in it for us? So I can see that side as well. You're, you're, you're absolutely correct. Absolutely. Look, in the day and age where they worried about, you know, pace of play, they're worried about getting things right. Like you said, the robo umps and all the other measures that they're talking about taking, this, is, this system has been in place long enough to fix the flaws. We spoke about it here just last week where you have plays that are being reviewed that were absolutely not the intention of the spirit, the spirit of the rule. It's just, you can't, you can't miss every big play like this when you have all the technology at your hands, it's pretty clear what happened and then you missed the call and then you get something silly like someone overrunning a bag where you go to a challenge. It, you know, they, they definitely have to look at some rooms. The competition committee has to look at some things, make some necessary changes and, and get this right because this was put in play to make sure that those big plays are done right. You can't imagine if this was October and if that was, you know, game five or game seven. Absolutely. You if, know, all if, hell yeah, would if, break if, loose, you know? If if this were, I would love to see if this had happened in the middle of New York or LA in the middle of October. And my, I mean, th this would have been, this would have been huge. So, yeah. I mean, I guess that's the silver lining. At least it happened in the second week. I mean, maybe it can start, you know, Because I remember there was one year where when when uh, when instant replay started in the World Series, it came mm -hmm. about in the middle of the year because of something that had happened prior. So maybe this is something that needed to happen because this is something that should have this would have been a non-issue five, six years ago. It was just a blown call. I guess I don't know if this is the outlier and we're just seeing it. There was this was just a blown call all yeah. the way. And I still have not read an explanation to where you can tell me that Bohm hit the plate before Darnell tagged them. There's just no way. There's just too content that the evidence is just right there. Yeah, Jake, Jake Hibbert coming in clutch. It was Matt Holiday, 2007, uh, game 163, the playoff game. Oh, That's the play right. Game, rather. Um, the wild card, yeah. So it's... And he never touched the plate. There's still waiting on him. Yeah. 27, 2007, you're talking 14, 15 years ago. I mean, yeah. you got to get this right. You, you we're still talking about it. We're yeah. still talking about it. There's just no excuse. Absolutely. This needs to be this needs to be ironed out and it needs to be ironed out before October. Absolutely. Somehow, some way. I, I mentioned the idea last week of, of challenge flags. And, and the more I say it, the more I like it uh, more and more, man. You give them some some challenge flags and 
you got to give some wiggle room for these things to be. And, and you know what? I took, I, I took, I took it up on myself. I volunteered <laughs> for little league and everything. So uh, Joe Torrey, give me a call. I got your back, you know, because apparently Jerry Mills and the rest of the guys are Look, having off days on, uh, Maybe maybe your presence can force Angel Hernandez to finally retire, man. <laughs> oh, oh, him and Jerry West, uh, and uh, Joe West. You know, I Jerry think West. I'd rather Joe deal West. with Joe West. I'd rather deal with Jerry West. How about that? Well, Jerry me. West, yeah, I'd rather <laughs> deal with the logo too. But... <laughs> oh, definitely. So yeah, that's that. We're gonna talk about something else which I find absolutely hysterical. My man Trevor Bauer. So. <laughs> Trevor Bauer threw so much shade at the Houston Astros. He was probably the most vocal player throughout the entire Astros scandal. He talked a hell of a hell of a lot of shit. He tweeted a lot of shit. He had a lot of subliminals back and forth with players. I think he went back and forth for Correa. Um, he talked a lot of shit. And what happened, he got a lot of his baseball were confiscated and sent to MLB for basically analyzation for substances. If there's one player that couldn't afford this, it was Trevor Bauer. Oh, and and you know what? He's probably he's probably rethinking those three years now. He was like, because if all this hits the fan, and the Dodgers are out of this in three years, so now if he would have gone with the seven or eight years, then maybe a little more security, whether or not I mean, independent of this investigation, because this can hurt him if 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 this comes back. I mean. Lord knows we uh, all the purists in baseball life when it comes to steroids and all that. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we get look, we get a couple of these guys that come out. There's two posts that get everyone coming out posts about cheating and uh, political slash social justice. Uh, right, posts. right. You know, those, those two <laughs> things will always get those guys that are that never participate, that never say a word, that never talk baseball. It will always they're like flies to shit they always come out they always have a comment they're wearing their patriot hats and they're ready to storm you know the, the capital of, of baseball life admin team so yeah, I, can go suck a dick. I, I will i will say this on 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 uh I, I will i just had a second thought on bauer um i read about dave roberts you know uh suggesting about you know bauer being singled out mm -hmm. by mob for this and i was like oh, I cannot understand him having his his players back, but of course he was. Of I course. mean, the evidence is there. First of all, I mean, look at the stats. First of all, I mean, and the evidence is there. The tangible evidence is there. Forget so, the stats. And then he told he didn't you. Help himself. Yeah. He, he's talking. So, I mean, what else did you expect? I mean, I mean, you can't be mad at the dog for going after the car and chasing it if you but just throw the car out there. The man, so. the man told you himself that he's been chasing spin rates since 2012. He told so, himself he's been obsessed with getting more spins on the ball. How else do you do so that? All MLB is doing is saying, okay, how obsessed are you then? Let's Absolutely. see. Obsessed enough to get this big contract, maybe? I don't know. When you are, the matter is, I mean, that he got what was coming to him. And you know what? I think Bauer was even expecting it. I mean, he had, he had like to. I guarantee, I guarantee you those balls are going to come back with some sort of substance on the pine tar. Vaseline, something. They're going to come back and, with some foreign substance on them. And and could this tip the scale now to the argument about the, because remember that the, the collective bargaining agreement is right around the corner, right? Mm -hmm. So can they, can this tip the scale because these owners and everybody who always takes the owner's side has always been on the whole, oh, if the, if the player pops hot and is caught cheating, does that give us a way out of the contract? 
So maybe now this whole Bauer thing is going to start getting some traction. That discussion is going to start getting some traction. If the team has an out, if the player comes back as cheating or pops hot or something, maybe this can get some traction in that direction. And I, I think the players would be smart to sort of seek some kind of, you know, some sort of relief where you can use something because even hitters will tell you they would rather play. They don't mind these guys using pine tar or something, using something to get a better grip on the ball, whether it's sandpaper, pine tar, something to get a better grip where they're locating better. So I, I'm sure that there's a way that MLB and the players can find. It's, maybe it's maybe it's like football. You know, football. You 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 rough up the balls. You scuff them up a little bit. Quarterbacks like to get them, you know, scuffed up just to get a better grip. This maybe is you where I draw the you, line. Yeah. Where, this is where I draw the line. Is it something that the other team has equal access to? That's it. Yeah. That's it. It's I not agree. my fault that I know a trick that you don't. Yeah. I mean. You have equal access to the pine tar. You have equal access to, to the little sanding right here or whatever, okay? I chose to pick the veteran's brain, and you didn't. You see, that's just like stealing signals, okay? And now that is not the same as setting up the cameras, and we're not going to go chase that rabbit. That's not the same. But if it's something that you have equal access to, I mean, I guess you're bad for not knowing the tricks. I'm sorry. I don't yeah. know. I, I, like uh... – Like Austin Sparrow said in the comments, we, we had this with, with Michael Pineda, who, you know, he was about as blatantly stupid as you can get. You know, he had the shit on his neck glistening. He was bleeding out, of, like like goshing out, you know. <laughs> Then you had, uh, I think, Shohei Otani. They showed him going to his glove earlier last week on Sunday Night Baseball, was it, I think? Yeah, yeah. And they showed the, him the going to his game. glove, clearly rubbing something. I'm not against this. Like you said, if, if it's equal access, fine. Players, hitters, they won't they won't oppose to it because pitchers are rotating, uh, locating better. Maybe there'll be an issue with the spin rates, maybe not. But you know what? Let them go for it. Like you said, if it's if it's out there, if it's equal access to both, I have absolutely no if problem. If you have equal access to than I do, then how you use it is up to you. I'm sorry that that's that's just how I see it, and you know I, it's kind of hard to argue with that logic, I guess. But again, this might come back on Bauer again. So to, to answer Dave Roberts' question, was Trevor Bauer targeted? I have zero doubt in my mind. He absolutely, was absolutely targeted. yes, that was the point, and Bauer will tell you himself. And Pretty when you're that. a big mouth, when you're a troll, when you are his kind of personality, this is what you're going to get. So don't throw stones if you yeah, live in the glass a house. Lot of, a lot of baseball fans, a lot of there's a lot of old dogs out there. You know, there's a lot of people like I have embraced this new wave of baseball players being loud mouths and everything. I love it. But I love it too. I mean, I like it. It's evolution. It's not how I was brought up, but it's necessary. I love it. I like how it gets my kids into the field, mm -hmm. but there's a lot of old dogs that are still holding season tickets that are gonna they're they're gonna dictate the the, well, the wave of how you get treated. You know let, what I'm let, saying? So let, let, there's a lot of people out there that don't like Bauer. That's what I'm saying. And I get it. If Trevor Bauer was black or brown, he'd have a lot more hate. Let's be real. Oh, I'm just absolutely. Say that. Let's be let's real. Just, yeah, he'd be the villain number one. Yeah, and the spirit of it, and the spirit of 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 the of the twins canceling the game. Yes, absolutely. If if But, Trevor like, Bauer. That was one of yeah. my biggest fears with, and I know the Yankees were chasing him and, and the Mets made a very, very strong offer to him. I think the offer was actually better than the, the Dodgers deal. Mm -hmm. um, but you know what? Those were my fears with him coming to a big market. Too Eventually those antics cap, catch up with you. You get a big, a big media market like New York, that shit will swallow you, man. The, 
these fans will turn on you fast. That media will turn on you fast. Ask Randy Johnson, you know? They, I mean... They, they eat you alive, man. They, they, I remember the, um, the, the first time I saw Derek Jeter being booed was... Remember in the 04 season when he started like one for 28 yeah. or something like that? And I was like, that's how I realized how brutal y'all were out there, you know? Like, <laughs> we booed Mariana Rivera. But, I mean, you got to perform. And, you know, this... This and, and Bauer had 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 a, had a target in his back, yeah. and uh, now he he's put, and people are people. Okay, we notice you. Okay, you got our attention. Oh, let's see how passionate you are about this well, pin rate. No, we're about quick, to find out. Me and my son were opening day at Yankee Stadium. Giancarlo Stanton got booed on opening day. Ooh. Opening well, day. Opening day. Just a little leftover from 2019. That's it. Opening <laughs> day. Forget about what you did in the playoffs. Last year. Forget about all that. <laughs> You still owe us one from two years oh ago. Oh my god, they were <laughs> on that ass. So let's go with uh, let's go with who's hot and who's not. I want to hear you guys write something in the comment section. Let me know who you want to discuss. Let me know who you think is starting hot, who you think is not starting hot. Uh, I'm not taking no Nolan Arenado bullshit comments from Joey today. It's still early. <laughs> Melvin, who do you got? Everybody who's hot. All right. Well, I was I was looking at these guys that are chasing contracts this year, and some of them have started in a pretty good, have had a pretty good, decent 40 to 30 to 40 of bats. Okay. The first one, and I told on everybody this was going to happen about four weeks ago. Chris Bryant, OPS in 938, first few good games. Okay. Let's not extrapolate. This dude is going to put a season. He's going to get his seven years. He's going to get his 30, 35 AAV because he's got Scott Boris. And Chicago's going to find out what they lost on this dude with that BS on the service time. So that's my first one that I was, you know, that dude's chasing the contract and have started hot. Him. Also, uh, I see uh, Correa. Correa, he started pretty hot. He started showing and, you know, it's not a coincidence that these two guys, now Seager started pretty hot too. Yep. So Javi Baez, my man, you got to catch up because these other shortstops are, 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 are starting off hot and they're, they're not slowing down. They got pedigree already. This is not a... Javi Baez is not, not a, doing himself any justice, man. Oh, he's not. He's not. So um, I, I, got, I got Bryant. I got Correa. I got uh, Seager. And one Seager that a lot of people are not thinking about is Big Brother. Kyle. That's coming up this year. And if this guy puts a... 860 OPS season, like he's capable of, Henry. I'd give him a year or two and not a good bat still, you know. Al Seager has had a pretty damn good career, man. He's got, I mean, this is you, a good player. I mean, he's aging him, a little bit. Flown on the radar, not a big name. And he's, a, he's a good mean, player. He's and been he a started, very, very productive player. Obviously, big little brother's going to get the money. And, you know, little, but little brother's got a little more upside to him. But Kyle Seager... Is flight on the radar, like you said, over the up there in uh in in Seattle, and he's coming up on a on an option year, so he can opt out and go get some money oh, somewhere. I'd sign him to a year or two and see what he can do with the bat if I need a big bat. So he started off in a good year as well. To your point, every free agent, every big free agent shortstop coming up has started hot, except for Javi Baez. Yes. <laughs> oh, I don't I wouldn't put Javi in that category. I don't think he's a big free agent either. I don't I wouldn't even give him a hundred, but that's yeah. just me. You had you uh, had Lindor, Story, Seeger, you know, you had those guys. I think yeah. Baez was a notch below. Yeah, and, and Story has also uh very hot. He, he's he started cooling off a little bit, but 
he started off. Well, you but... know who's cold? The one that actually got paid. Oh, Frankie. Frankie, Frankie is ice cold, man. I don't know what's going on with Frankie. Frankie is. You think New York got to him, or I mean, he's still you, getting you, that base. At, he's getting that base at a three forty-eight clip. It's not. That's not hard. His slugging is one seventy-six. That is not a misprint. I mean, seventy-six slugging. Didn't they was, do something with the fences up there, like after like, Jason Bay? They brought the fences in a couple of years the, ago, but that was a. That, I mean, I don't. I mean, Javi. Javi. Uh, that's probably. Uh, Frankie that's probably an outlier, but I mean, it's just speechless. I mean, he's still, you know, he's still, um, he's still getting on base, like you said, but he's just not hitting the ball. Yeah. He's just not hitting with any kind of power. And I mean, you can, you can attribute it that to the different dimensions here. Maybe, maybe the contract, maybe New York's getting to him. I don't know. Maybe I, I, don't, I still think it's, I early. think it's a little too early. I would say. Yeah. I think it's still too early. There are guys that you know are, are it and, and Frankie is it. Um, but you do raise an eyebrow a little bit. You started a quote. If, if you're going to give guys like Arenado credit and said they're starting hot, you got to put some some equity into the guys that are starting cold too. Oh, I got I, there. There's some guys that that oh. they really need to start, and these are guys that are they either just got paid, or or they're about to start coming up to get paid, uh-huh. and some of these guys are not. Like and Lindor is one that he's, he's not starting off real well. So, so it, here's the thing. Uh, I'm looking at OPS leaders. Uh-huh. Top 10 OPS leaders. Number one, Byron yeah. Buxton. Who had that? On the over-under on that one, nobody. Number three, uh-huh. Jermaine Mercedes. Jermaine, the Yerminator. The Yerminator. <laughs> Number seven, my man, Jarrett Walsh, who is still flying under the radar. And he's a, he's a, uh, the American Otani, I guess. The, the, uh, the... <laughs> He's crushing Second, every fucking thing he sees, man. He, he, you know what? There's there's a lot of upside to this dude, but then again, is 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 that sustainable? That's that's a great point. Like it's I always probably think about not these. sustainable, not at the clip he's doing it, but he is getting it done. You know, he's got some big names in the lineup. Rendon just hit the IL, so they're gonna lean yeah. on him a little more. You're providing power like that; they're gonna lean on you. Oh, definitely. And your man, definitely. Philip Evans from Pittsburgh. Who had him anywhere? Philip Evans. I actually picked him up in fantasy. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. Number nine, Tyler Naquin. Number 10, Cedric Mullins. My goodness, great. Cedric Mullins from Baltimore? From Cedric Mullins. Another pickup I had on fantasy. I needed a center about, fielder. But, but to drop I dropped Locaine for him. him you dropped Locaine for him. I'm about I, to drop. He's he's available in my league. About to drop Santum there. I don't know yeah, what he's doing. I dropped Locaine and I, and I picked up Cedric Mullins. Wow. Cedric Mullins. Okay, so there's there's a little bit of light over there with the Orioles, I would say. I mean, you know, if I mean, look, if you, if you listen to Dong City, we we told you how many uh, youngsters they got coming up. So mm-hmm. they got Mountcastle and uh, oh, yeah. the catcher uh, Atley. A couple uh, more, a couple more names on who's hot. Akil Badu, my man is taking the league by storm. Mm-hmm. Definitely a uh, early pick here. JD Martinez is doing. We know what JD Martinez is capable of. Gavin I, I, I saw that four four six the other day, and I was like, "My man's back." <laughs> Yo, Gavin Lux. Gavin Lux. He's living up to all the hype. Probably the best name in baseball. Jazz Chisholm is absolutely killing it in Miami. Yeah. Michael Taylor, welcome back to baseball. Michael A. Taylor from yeah. uh, Shohei Otani is, yeah. is putting on the whole fucking show. Both yeah. sides of the plate is giving you powers, giving you numbers. 
I mentioned Jared Walls. You know who else is hot? Who's hot? The Red Sox, the Angels, the Reds, and the Phillies. <laughs> hey, you know what? Them Phillies are, are starting to they're starting to get a little traction in the group. I've seen a lot of people that uh that were once and, and I'm still gonna sleep on the Phillies. I mean, I'm 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 a little too stubborn for that, but I, I will I give them credit. But- you give them credit where credit is due. They're six and three. You gotta give them credit. They're, six and three, and they play some legit teams. It's not like they play the they're Pirates. They're stealing like wins on, on national TV. They're stealing wins. You know? <laughs> <laughs> they're getting all the calls already. That's yeah, how well they're doing. But you know, there's, there's some. This is the fun part about early in the season. You know, there's shit that happens that you're like, there's no way that's sustainable. But while it's happening, you enjoy it. You enjoy you know? it while it's happening. You know. Absolutely. Let's talk. About, you know, hey, hey, who's hot? Joe Musgrove. Joe Musgrove is oh, absolutely man. high. And, and you know what? This was not only the no-hitter. He had six innings. Six. He's got 15 shutout innings. He's got 15 shutout innings. He's not – I mean, it wasn't just the and, – and this dude and, – and, you know, how would you like to be the Pirates these days right now? Like, obviously, if you play the Cubs every day, you would love to be the Pirates. Oh, my but God. But if, <laughs> if you see Jamison Talion and, and, and Musgrove and yeah. uh, Glass now, I mean – Eric Cole. Garrett Cole, I mean, (laughs) goodness gracious. So, um, yeah, yeah, Joe Musgrove. uh, Yeah, I'm going. I'm going. Leon, Leon said Harper's heating up. Harper is heating up, but he's not quite hot. He's lukewarm right now. He's he's got to worry about fans heckling him and him not being able to handle that. (laughs) Acuna, Acuna, (laughs) Acuna. I was going to say for the highlights, but my man is an absolute stud, bro. We we always hear. Yeah, we always hear which player is going to surpass Mike Trout as being the best player. You always hear Mookie Betts. You heard Aaron Judge for a little while. You know, you hear Juan Soto with the bat. Um, Ronald Acuna Jr., man, this kid does every fucking thing, and he does it well. He does it with flair. Every tool is a plus tool. This this kid is just unstoppable. My man, if, look, Atlanta locked him up to eight and a hundred, something like that. Okay. If Atlanta does not win when this kid is in its prime, I really don't know what else you want. Are you trying to get Vince to pop on the show? When you I mean, I know they're not going to do it. They're not going to go up. Why would they go up to Jose Ramirez? You know, I mean, or, 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 you know, when once Bryant starts putting the kind of numbers that he gets, they, that, that they start looking his way and, you know, to, to go get him. Just imagine if the, if, if the Braves really wanted to, they have the financial flexibility to do these things. It's not like I'm making them up. Imagine the, if you added uh, Ozzy Albies and he got his shit together and he was in that lineup too because Ozzy Albies, he's not playing to his capabilities right now. He, he sure is not. I mean, this guy this guy is an all-star. Like, yeah. you can pencil him in to have an all-star 780 to 820 OPS season every year. Speaking and he's not, code, he's just not performing. Another brave that's cold, Christian Pache. My man, they not gave him center field. Not they, doing it. They gave him the job. Like you said, they gave him the, here, the job is yours. Here you go. You played your ass off in the postseason. My man, come out, fall on his face. And, and they moved Acuna. They, they, Acuna, hey, yeah. you know, get over here. Well, pa- Pache right here. is pretty damn good. <laughs> hey, he's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's pretty good. I mean, there's. It's not like they gave it to Almora. I mean, this guy has an upside, but I'm a. I'm gonna. You know, he, go he's not. He's not just just getting it done at this time. So who who are you gonna throw? I got one more for you. Go ahead. <laughs> Have we talked about Gavin Lux yet? Or I mentioned them. Yep. You mentioned them. I, hey, this man 
was given second base. Yes, and was. they let go of, of our boy Kike. So I don't think he was given second base. He was I think he took it. He took it. Yes, he, he took, took it. it. He was given the opportunity. He was given the opportunity. They let go of Kike Hernandez. They and they they this was a process in the making because we've been hearing about this kid for a couple of years. And Dave Roberts said, go get it. And he went and got it. He went and got it. They were able to move Chris Taylor around the diamond a little more because Gavin Lux has supplanted him at second base and they don't have to, you know, use Chris Taylor at second base anymore. They can give a a couple of days off to all these outfielders. This is what the Dodgers do, man. They create an abundance of depth and guys that can play several positions. And this is what you get. This is why they will be a powerhouse for years to come. And and they've always like, this is not something new. A lot of people are like, oh my goodness, look at the Dodgers. They develop players. The mid nineties, they have four straight rookie of the years, like one, two, three, four. And they, they've done this for a minute, for, for a minute. Yeah. So I'm looking at Leon and my son, who's in the comments talking about Freddie Freeman and Freddie Freeman's contract is coming up soon, man. You get left, a left-handed power hitting first baseman that does everything. You got to sign him. You'd assume they save money on Albies and, and Acuna and they, they got to give Freddie Freeman that money. I can't imagine they let him go. Well, I don't, I don't think they will. I mean, he's, I mean, He's their French. He's been their franchise ever since. Uh, yeah. Ever since Chipper Jones left, he's been the guy. I, so as a team, I can see botching that. It's them. I mean, and and I think I I would think I would I would have thought they would have worked something out already, especially with the MVP last year. Mm-hmm. But then again, it's Atlanta, and you know how they like to. Um, I'm not gonna call them cheap, obviously, because. No, but they did pay him. They did pay him. He's on they did year, pay him eight-year, $135 million contract. They did pay him. This is the final year of that. Mm-hmm. That you, you can't call them cheap on that account. Right. I'm not going to call them cheap. But the fact of the matter is, are they going to take care of this opportunity that they've been given on a platter that they have? I would say Acuna, fourth best player in baseball at an AAV of barely over $10 million, And you got him for four more years. He's more controllable. I mean, who else are you going to give the money to? Like, Gosh, there's nobody out there better than Freddie Freeman at that position. Try to talk to him. I mean, you know, you're a business person. Try Luke to see Boyd if he can nice. you a little, you know. I mean, <laughs> Luke Boyd's pretty good. Yeah, I, I get I get that. But, I mean, this guy is the reigning MVP. Look, I, I so, always say, I mean, I, I think, and I, I, you know what? I think Joey nailed it on the head. I think, I think Freddie Freeman gets five years. I don't think he gets eight, like Jake is saying. I think he gets five years. I think he gets more than one fifty, though. Oh yeah, I think he's, you you got to pay five with, five and a buck seventy. I would say thirty of like 36. 35, 32, 35 a year. Yeah. Look, if the Yankees uh don't get the shortstop they're looking for, I could see them throwing their money at, at Freddie Freeman, defensive first baseman that'll help Glaber's defensive woes, power exactly. hitter, average hitter, leader. You know, it's one of the two. You either go after the superstar shortstop or go after the superstar first baseman. Absolutely. So. But you, you got you you need one of them. Yeah, one of you, them to either catch it, throw it well enough to the other one can catch it, or pick it up when the other one butches it. One I'm, of the two. I'm gonna throw out a bunch of cold names for you. Ready? All right. Miguel Sano, ice cold. Kyle Tucker, ice cold. Marcel Osuna, ice cold. Joey Votto, Elvis, Andres, my man, Matt Chapman. Mike Yashremsky and the entire Washington Nationals are all ice cold. <laughs> Sorry, I got, Leon, I had to do it, brother. I got, I got a couple of guys that are super ice cold as well. Starting with my boys in blue, Anthony Rizzo, flat on a walk year. Also, Javi Baez. We talked about that. Oh, yeah. I got um, 
I got my guy, uh, Tommy Pham. Tommy depending Pham. a lot on him over there yeah. in uh, in San Diego. I mean, he's not the guy, obviously, but they needed to set up the table over there in San Diego. And right now he's uh, he's struggling a little bit. Um, and and my guy, Mike Yastrzemski, like you, you just mentioned him. I got him right and written down. I mean, I know he's a little older. He wasn't a true and true rookie when he came up. He was mm-hmm. like 24, 25 when he came up. He won like 21. Yeah. But uh, what's going on there? Like I disappeared. Disappeared completely. There's, I mean, I was listening to uh to the to the Giants broadcast the other day, and you know they they don't see anything mechanically. I don't know if it's in, inside his head or something, or um he has completely just disappeared. Maybe he's just not there just yet, and he's gonna. You know, Maybe he's a product of the 2020 year. Maybe. You and, know, and 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 we're seeing game of streaks, man. You get hot, you keep going. You yeah, you. He caught a 60 game wave, you know. And 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 I understand. Last year was this has been an unusual couple of years for these guys. These guys have been doing this all their lives, like clockwork. And then you throw this wrench last year, and then you 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 throw this, you know, not totally different. But then again, you didn't pitch as much, so did you really needed that much rest? So yeah. it's, it's, and especially for pitchers like Scherzer and, uh, and Flaherty got rocked in the beginning and now they're starting to, to come back a little bit. So, um, and we, we just might need to be a little more patient with these guys and hopefully, you know, they, they, they start producing like they're capable. Yeah. And Jake said like my man, uh, Juan Soto is definitely heating up. He's getting hot now. He hit I think two home runs. So these, these guys will hang you three good games like that. Like everybody was talking about Acuna the first few days, and I, and what did he do? Clunk, clunk, clunk. Six straight games with the something. superstar guys. I'm not worried about. You know yeah. what Acuna is. You know what Soto is. Hot or cold, you know what those guys are capable of doing. And, that and my, what happened to my man Miguel Sano? I have no like. Talk about a fall from grace. Let's just nickname him Chris Davis because he's just disappeared. Like and 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 again, it's like you can. I mean. At least with Chris Davis, you, somebody could say, oh, well, he wasn't juicing no more. There's an explanation there, somewhat of an explanation that's semi-rational. But we're talking about a guy that two years ago put up a 9-2-3 OPS in 105 games, 439 plate appearances. We're not talking about, I mean, we're talking about a guy that's had an 859 OPS season and a 900 OPS season, and now he's OPS in 4-3-2. Yeah. Age 28. What happened? Like, and he went, look, he was giving you the kind of production that you could live with him at first base. They moved him from third to first because he was a hack at third. You're not getting anything out of this guy right now. Yeah. And first base, I mean, first base, I mean, obviously, I got this little OPSs in my mind. And when I look at first base, I got to have 800 there. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I got to have at least 800 there. Middle infield, I can live with 780. But in the corners, I got to have 800, maybe 820 something. You would also think on a team with some sluggers that he would be able to pick it up, you know, pick somebody's brain. You got Nelson Cruz there. I mean, come on. Yeah, well, I, I don't know how much you want to pick his brain because then, you know, you're going to end up with an investigation like he did. But maybe when it comes to mechanics, when, it's working, when you're in right? public, yeah, you can pick his brain, I would say. <laughs> it's working. It's working for Nelson. But, hey, my man, I mean, I'm a believer in, I mean, yes, steroid guys are this, that, and the other. But without doing something right, I mean, I can't just start juicing and start hitting. And and you know what? Nelson Cruz is doing something right. I mean, you, you gotta you gotta give it to him where he's got. And you know, if if all the credit he's getting is from me because he's helped my fantasy against my brothers, then gracias Nelson, papa. <laughs> <laughs> 
We got a question from Leon. Leon's asking if we're fans of the runner on second base. He knows where I stand on this. The runner on second base. Um, yeah, I'm okay. Know. I'm okay with it. I, I learned to love it. I'm okay with it for the sake of, I mean, it's equal to both teams. So I don't see, I mean, it's kind of hard to argue with that logic. I'm okay with it in the regular season for this, for the sake of, okay, let's, 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 let's declare a winner because I mean, that is a good way to declare who the better team is. I don't, I haven't bought it completely in the postseason. I don't know why. Maybe it's my stubbornness. So maybe that, I mean, I haven't bought it completely in the here's postseason, my thing. but I, I do I like it. I don't like the idea of playing the regular season one way and then the postseason another way. I've never liked that, which is why I hate September call-ups for that very reason that you play all these months one way, September comes, and then you add 40 men to the roster. The shit is a mess. Games are four hours long because, you know, mixing and matching. I don't like the rule, but if you're going to stay with the rule, I would say change it to the 12th inning. Give the teams a chance to win one or two innings on their own. I actually hate it, but if we're going to keep it, I'd say tweak it, bring every, bring the extra runner uh, part in in the 12th inning. I can add that. I, I would live with that just fine. I would yeah. live with that just fine. I just don't want a, anything to keep the game, I would say, under 14. I would say, I mean, that's two, two, two seven-inning double hitters. I mean, that's a lot for one game. It, it's, I would say magic number being 14, if you're going to fall in love with the seven-inning double hitter, I would say magic number 14 – Keep it under 14, I would say. So I would say 12 would be great. I would I would totally be okay with that. I just don't know. Um, um, I mean, somebody can get – can because the people started asking last year, I was like, oh, our team's going to start bunting. And the answer is no, they're not bunting. They're playing it straight up. They're well, going you know what's funny? Runs, the opposite, so. though. I think teams are bunting a lot more because of that rule. It's an unintended consequence. I so, think if you look it up, we've had more bunts in the first two weeks than – we have in a long time. Yeah, in the first two weeks, yeah. I would the say Yan- so. The Yankees yeah. have bunted, and I'm like, who the fuck are these guys? They don't bunt, but now they bunt. <laughs> they bunt hey, they bring, they're bunting. They're stealing bring, bases. Hey, you're always you're always asking to see who's gonna replace Aaron Boone. Maybe Whitey Herzog with all these bunts. Look, you know? I'll take anybody <laughs> to replace Aaron Boone at this point, man. I'll fucking hey Whitey Herzog's got a ring and three pennants, so <laughs> I'll take any. I'm laughing because I, I just saw Carlos's comment, fellow Boricua, Carlos Borges. He said you sound like his dad, so I'm sure you're giving him nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> you're giving him I, nightmares. I, I do, I do, I do tend to uh, remind people. People are like, are you arguing? No, I'm actually you're being Puerto Rican. I love them. You know, <laughs> you're being Puerto Rican. That's what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. Uh, Rob, you got them highlights ready? Yes, I do. All right, let's go with the first one. You want to take this one, Mel? All right, let's take a look, see what we got. Well, first I had, uh, well, I guess we forgot about the ring ceremony. So I had that ready. Oh, yeah, well, yeah let's, go. Let's, let's go for that then. Go. That, that's why you're the hey, producer, you, baby. You see that the <laughs> ring ceremony, as I understand it, um, the uh, the Dodgers got to tell like the, the, the higher ups who their favorite player was. And then that favorite player would present their their uh the uh the ring i did not know that that was actually pretty cool that, so, was, that is pretty cool like uh was it edwin rios he got uh-huh. ken griffey jr to uh talk or no he got ichiro to talk and say hey it. here's your world series ring and there was another one i think joe kelly got ken griffey jr to talk and say um but hey you know what congratulations to these guys they 
they deserve it. You know, they were the last team standing. I don't care about the short season. You know, hey, Look. they deserve it. They did that. They were the best team in the, in baseball. And I don't care about the short season. Had we played 162, I have no quips that the Dodgers probably could have won. I agree. I, I think everyone knows one of my favorite players in a very, very long time is, is Kershaw. Watching that man have that ring and you just watching that excitement and, and watching that big smile, man, I felt so happy watching that man get his ring. Yeah. I, I loved every minute of watching him get a ring. Then I saw David Price get a ring. <laughs> and I'm like, come on, you got to be kidding. And I get it. Everyone gets a ring on the team. Uh, David Price got to hide his head in the sand and don't even come out the fucking dugout for the ring ceremony. Yeah, no, I, I, I honestly don't. And you know what? I guess he did. He is auctioning it, I think. He's doing something good with it, I think. But I don't know if I would have necessarily let it get to that. You know, I was like, come on. These guys, I mean, a world... And he ought to know because he's won a World Series ring in, in, yeah. in Boston. So he ought to know what that means to somebody. So I don't know what the angle was here. But congratulations to the Dodgers. And, you know, Henry, if if that would have been you, who would have come out and given you a ring? My guy, when I was a kid, would have been Ryan Sandberg. That would have been... Right that now, one that, that was my favorite player when I was a kid. Right now, I probably would have asked Derek Jeter or Albert Pujols. Yeah, that that can't argue but, with those guys. Yeah, you know the Albert Pujols thing. If I'm a, if I'm a Dodger player, I'm asking Albert Pujols for two reasons: one, because he's the other LA team, and two, because he's Albert Pujols. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm being like, I'm honoring the guy I love, and I'm being petty at the same time. Oh, love it. Love it, you know. I, I, for me, I would have chosen um, my my fellow countryman, uh, Mariano Rivera. Okay. Mariano Rivera, the yeah. Sandman. Yeah, man. He I was something that. serious, yeah. 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 So, Mariano, yeah. Mariano would grab his Bible and tell me he's heard some of the shit I'd say, and he'd try to pray over me, and I'd be like, <laughs> Hey, you know, I share a birthday with him. So at least that's Ooh. something we can talk about. Mariano, November 29th. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> he used to have a restaurant here in New Rochelle. And really? you would go there. It was a really good steakhouse. And he would be there a couple nights a week, man, just walking around, talking to fans, taking pictures, no, no charge, just like a regular restaurant owner, just walking around Good the guy. spot, saying hi, signing autographs, coolest shit ever, man. That that's awesome. I, I, that, that's really good. He's a good. Um, he's been really instrumental with the getting the because after some some stuff that's going on in Panama, he's uh -huh. been really instrumental getting the uh, the the winter ball going Definitely. there. So. So right here, you have my man, Jeff McNeil, bottom of the ninth. I think this is, was this the home opener for on the his, Mets? I believe so. On his birthday, right? On his yeah. birthday. I have a birthday, Jeff McNeil. Fucking rocket to tie the game in the bottom of the ninth. Jeff which, McNeil. Yo, I like McNeil. I've always liked McNeil. Mets fans know that I say that that really, that dude is it for me. I like him on that team. But man, he hit a shot. Very, very emotional shot on his birthday. I think it was the first home run of the season. And, and it set up it set up the very next thing, which people were talking about for days to come. Oh, the 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 happy Gilmore when uh -huh. he stood up in front of the ball and boom, let it pluck him. You know, yeah, um, what what's that? I mean, honestly, what's the angle there? Honestly, because I I was taught. Here's how I was taught. Honestly, here's how I was taught when I was a kid, and that happened. That's not okay. My coach would have come out and say, no, that's an out. Let's go. Because that's not okay. Come on. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know what that. the angle is these first, days with, with doing that. Though, I understand Comforto's in a walk here, and he is not hot. He could have been on that list, and he wants to improve the OBP. But, I mean, come on. That's, I don't know what the angle is. Maybe you can explain to me. I, I, don't, I, I, was, I don't get it. 
Yeah, yeah Rob. No, look, it look it uh, clearly shows that even that even um, S N Y that's the uh, channel that's the Mets channel. Even the commentators was like, that's he a got strike. away. With that. He got away with that one. That is yeah, a strike. That's that's just it, Melvin. Not not only did he throw his elbow out, it was a strike. It was yeah. a strike. Like that's mm-hmm. what I tell people. Here's the problem. A lot of people tell me, look, he even puts it out. Like a lot of people tell me, oh, LeBron flops. LeBron flops. Well, yeah. and, and a lot yeah. of people tell me, oh, Jordan flopped too. And I was like, yeah, but there's a difference between flopping and selling a legitimate hit. Okay. If the ball is going to be, you know, the ball is going to be off the plate and, you know, do you do the Craig Biggio and stick it mm-hmm. out there a little bit? That's different than sticking your head out right. for a strike. Again, situational. That is, that is totally different. That is not I used the, to watch- the, the Jason Kendall stick it out there to see if I can get a, a Dude, cheap. I, I used bait. to watch Johnny Damon get hit and, and um what's my man the worst contract ever jacoby ellsbury jacoby yeah his batting stance he would get hit on the elbow all the time and he'd take his base conforto popped it out i was a little disappointed because you know what that was actually a spot conforto's a hell of a hitter that was a good spot for absolutely. michael conforto to absolutely tear that house down with a fucking hit and instead i think he took the cheap way out look a win is a win as a fan you're gonna hey. say what you want you take the win i get it at the end of the day, you know that you really wanted that guy to drive that in, and that is one of those guys that is absolutely capable of driving that. And, and you know what? Mets fans are really adamant. They want this guy extended. They oh, want man. this guy extended. And you know what? I don't know if if Joey is in, or I don't know if uh, Jacob is in, but I don't know if, if 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 Mets fans are completely okay with what this dude did. But the Mets fans I know, they'd be pretty like, oh, that's not okay. Come on. Well, they kind of got the eh, whatever shit happens. Yeah, in the like said, if, you're, if you're a fan, you you rock with it, and you're like, "Yo, let it. A win is a win. I'll take the win, however I can get it." I just, I really would have liked for Conforto to swing if that back. Hey, if I if I extend the guy is so he can drive those runs in, not stick his elbow into a strike to get a to get a free base. Come after on. Mc after McNeil fucking brought that house down to tie that game up. It was Conforto's spot to drive that run in legitimately. And, and he did drive it, but, I mean, does the end really justify the mean, honestly? I Absolutely. Mean, I don't think in this case, in some cases I do. In this case, I definitely don't, to be quite yeah, honest. I, I, I don't. I definitely don't disagree with you. Over here, you see my man Colton Wong. Colton Wong. After spending, what, seven, eight years? This guy was there, League? yeah, 2013. Yeah, he 20- got there. He got 10,000 fans. He got a standing ovation. And I don't think I've ever seen anything like this, man. My man wept the entire at-bat. He sat yeah. there and he cried the entire fucking at-bat. That was pretty emotional to see. That was I, I love them showing that love to that dude because he's one of those underrated players that you love and you root for. That was absolutely a cool moment, man. And, yeah, I, I loved, you know, I'm, I always shit on St. Louis, but they, they do like that. They do love their players. They treated him well, and watching him just absolutely weep throughout that entire at-bat was just crazy to see. The only time I remember something like that is when um, D. Ford hit the home run after Fernandez was, you know, the game after Jose Fernandez was killed. Yeah, um, and I say I say this, I mean, uh, as a Cubs fan, I'm very familiar with St. Louis myself, and I used to live close to St. Louis. Um, St. Louis may be a lot of things, but St. Louis is not a town that hates its baseball team. Yeah. <laughs> They love they their hate, Cardinals. They hate a lot of things, but baseball is... <laughs> they, they hate a lot of things, and they hate a lot of certain people, uh-huh. but they do not hate their baseball team. Absolutely. That is for sure. They 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 support their team. They 
that if you are a Cardinals Hall of Famer, you do not buy a drink in St. Louis. Somebody's got it for you. All these guys, Jim Edmonds, Scott Rowland, these guys can go to St. Louis and uh, and 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 they are royalty. And Colton Wong is now one of these guys because you know what's they, funny? they really appreciate everything. Like they like defensive midfielders over there in St. Louis because they remind him of somebody. And this guy, I'm not comparing him by all means, but he is a heck of a fielder. Yeah. So, you know, the comparisons are there. So, no, you know, Wong is, is, is a total package. I'm surprised they let him walk, honestly. And I thought Milwaukee getting him was great for what they're trying to that, do. with defense. And, and you know what? Yeah. Milwaukee has solidified their middle defense by our, I think the most underrated midfield in baseball was him and uh, the Jong. Yeah. Uh, the young. Wong and the Jong. These guys, you never heard of them, but they got the job done. Absolutely. And Colton Wong. Definitely. And it's a good guy that this happens to. Here's that guy who's coming, absolutely coming for Mike Trout's crown as the best player in baseball. My man Acuna with this fucking moonshot. I don't remember the stats. I had him somewhere. I think it was 456 feet. 450 something. I remember that. Absolute bomb, bro. This, this, This kid is just everything. I love this camera view right here. You see this camera view? This yeah. camera view needs to be used more Ooh. often. That camera view is the absolute shit. I love that oh. view. And, uh, and yeah. here's, the, here's the best part. Not only did he do it with the bat, in the same game, I think it's coming up after this, yeah. he makes a, a hell of a catch. You got it, Rob? Yeah, it's coming up. Hold on one second. Got it right here. I know. Yeah, but that camera view I love, man. Yeah, they, and, and you know what? You can see that. You can see everything on that. Yeah, like that's the catch. catch. Alex Boom, yeah. Run on first and third, and, and here's the catch coming up here. This, this kid gets it done on both sides of the ball. Just Boom! Everything. It is. Every every single inch just coming out there. Alex Boom's in there like, yo, what the hell happened? No, I don't I don't see anything that this dude can do, that, that Mookie Betts can do, that Acuna can't, to be quite honest with you. I mean, I think if if we're gonna see if if Mike Trout's still holding the belt in my in my in my mind, Mike Trout's still holding the belt. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's hold he's held it for the past eight nine years in my mind. But I think Mike Trout's gonna lose that belt to either Betts, Acuna, or uh, Soto. He's gonna be think, one of those guys. I don't think Mookie. Mookie's too he's gonna too be one of those guys for me. But I I, I think I, I think Soto hitting wise. I think if you go all around player, I think. The closest thing to it is Acuna or Tatis. Acuna or Tatis, yeah. I don't know, man. These dudes. What, what, what do we got dudes, here, Melvin? What's next? Uh, we got we got uh, Joe Musgrove with the no hitter, first ever in Padres history. Yeah. By a hometown dude. That is the best part. That'll be like me pitching a home uh, 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 no hitter for the Cubs. That'll be that. Congratulations, guys. Started 15 innings and zero runs. And don't forget our man, man. Who's catching that game? Yep, the Caratini. Victor Caratini, my guy, man. Second one he's caught. His sec- yep. second, second, consecutive. second consecutive one. Yeah, he yeah. caught the last one with the with the Cubs. Was it but, the uh, second consecutive? Yeah. Second that the last the last two in MLB he's caught. Oh yeah. wow. I yeah. didn't realize it. Last two know, in MLB he's caught him. You know so. what we didn't add, damn it. And I think about it now. I mean, I saw that there was a fan. It was the uh, the Braves game. Did you see that? Yeah, that he gave the ball to uh, to the. Yeah, so they're going. I think it was Freddie Freeman threw the ball to a fan. Mm-hmm. It was it was a fan of the opposing team. Oh, the Phillies, father and son. Yeah. Yeah. The kid 
was loving it. The father was playfully cover, covering his Philly shirt, you know, and the little boy turns around and he gave it to another young kid who was wearing a Freddie Freeman jersey. Yep. And I absolutely loved that interaction so much. That I don't awesome. know if you saw what the Braves did. Uh, the Braves ended up giving the kid today a Freddie Freeman ball signed by Freddie Freeman and someone else. And I'm trying to Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper. Yeah. It, it worked out well. That was great parenting. It worked out for everybody. Beautiful. It. Beautiful story. I love that, those positive stories. Look, that kid gave that ball up to another kid without hesitation. He knew that he was a fan. He gave that kid a ball. And that's what sports and baseball does, man. One kid was black. One kid was white. You didn't see any of that. You just saw two kids being innocent. One kid saying, yo, this kid is a fan of, of this player that gave it to me. Not a lot of kids would give that ball up. Like a major league baseball player just gave you a ball. You're not giving that ball up. Yeah. That's good parenting. That's that's good, you know, that's not even manners. That's just good morals. And he was rewarded for it. So that was great to see. That and that and that's awesome, you know, when when good things happen to people. And I'm pretty sure the last thing on their mind was, hey, I'm gonna give this ball up to see if exactly. something good happens to us. I'm pretty sure that was far off from what they were thinking, but you know what? It, it, you know, maybe somebody needed that encouraging that good things happen to good people still, you know? Yeah. So right. that's, a, that's camera, if, if anybody's having a rough time, you know, look at that story, you know, the you know, camera angle can, caught, there was a yeah. shot, you know, I, I'm a sucker, man. My son and I go to games all the time. He's texting me all every time during a game right now, you know, the scores and stuff. Cause he's watching the games by himself. There was a moment where they, they had the kid leaning on his dad and his dad had his foot up and he's just chilling. He's got his son leaning on him and he's watching the game. And that simple, simple moment was, so freaking beautiful and we need more of that right now excellent that's that yeah that is that is pretty much what we need more of not forgetting the other stuff that gets us a little rowdy but this stuff right here is what we all want we all want this to be the leading news and not the cancel games to be the leading news we want Absolutely. we want these stories to be more the majority of what we talked about when we talk about something outside the baseball field so real quick let me give you guys a scoreboard update all right. Yankees Blue Jays top of the third. Blue Jays leading one nothing. Uh, middle of the second inning. Padres Pirates tied at one. Uh, Mariners O's are delayed. Rain delay. It's been raining like crazy on the East Coast. Uh, hmm. Texas Tampa Bay zero zero. Bottom of the second. Marlins Braves one one. Bottom of the second. Your Cubs and the Brewers zero zero. Top of the second. And we have action later on tonight. The Nationals and the Cardinals at seven forty five. Angels and the Royals at eight ten. 8-10 also the start time for Cleveland White Sox, Detroit, Houston, and, oh, that's going to be a horrible game, the A's and the Diamondbacks. Mm. Reds, Giants at 9:45, and as we told you earlier, the Red Sox and the Twins were postponed. All right. M most of the action under the lights tonight. Yeah. So. so let's take a quick look at the standings. All right. It's still okay. early, but that's, it's very that's early. For, look, this yeah, is man, it, this is for fun. Let's, let's go have some fun and see if uh, look, we can find we can find some of these dynasties. You, right you, know how, you know how you know it's fun. The Red Sox are in first place. The Yankees are in last place. <laughs> that's that's how you know it's it's. it's <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me see. Cleveland in first place. Royals Cleveland. in second place at four and three. I'm looking at uh, run differential here. Houston, Houston's still killing it, man. They they killed it last week. They're six and three. They still have a plus twenty three run differential. I, um, I I think that's real though. That those those thoughts aren't going anywhere. That that team's that good, honestly. I'll give you something that I don't think is real. The Angels that's real. Are six and three. The that is not real they at all. And it, it already started. 
They have a negative five run differential. I don't see that sustainable. Yeah, that's not sustainable at all. Not even for a wild card spot. Uh, I, Seattle is. Yeah. There are Seattle's five and four, negative and, 11 run. Jesus Christ, the West. Everyone is a negative run differential except the Houston Astros. Except for Houston. So that's why, I mean, that that's why Houston, I mean, honestly, those standings, probably Oakland would climb up a little bit. Those standings probably stay how they are. You sweep Oakland with Seattle, Oakland and that's probably it. You look bad, man. I, 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 Chapman needs to wake up, man. Like <laughs> Chapman, dude, that man, offense, they love Marcus Simeon. I don't know why, but negative 32 run differential. Negative 32. They're not hitting, my man. I mean, they've had a couple of good starts here and there, but they are just not hitting. They are they're not hitting the baseball. And this game is a lot of things, but more than likely, if you're hitting the baseball, you're gonna win. Uh, I mean, it's that simple. Yeah, you got the the Phillies are in first place in the NL East. Didn't I mean, that's that. I mean that that, that you gotta give credit to. You got to give credit to, honestly, because they've played some really good teams. It's not like they've been stuck playing bad teams, like we said earlier. But, I mean, what? they got a, they got a positive run differential. The one thing the Philly has, they have the best manager in the division. They, and, they sure do. And they I think the most experience making yep. a difference early. I don't think it's sustainable. I still think it's between the Braves and the Mets. And then the Braves division. and Mets still. And the Mets are just, I mean, the Braves are, you know, kind of head above water on the run differential. But the Mets are not hitting. And the, they're... Just you know, not, I give I give the Mets I give the Mets a break because the Mets, you know, they started late with with the COVID issue. True. And they got yeah. rained out yesterday. They got rained out today. It's hard to get a groove when you just don't play consistently. That's 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 a great point. Yeah, that, the that Nationals are one in five. I, I think they are who we think they are. Ah, uh, that I mean that that division, except for the Marlins, I mean. It was. It's. It's probably kind of as is if you move the Washington Nationals and swap them with the Phillies. I would say. Yeah. It's probably as is. I mean. I'm looking at the NL Central now. Ah. Dude, the Reds. The Reds. The Reds lost pieces, and they're still hitting and they're still scoring. They're sitting on top, first place, six and three with a plus twenty run differential. That's not sustainable, in my opinion. No, not with that lack. I mean. I don't believe in them. I know, I know uh, Larry does. But yeah, Larry, Larry does. But Larry honestly, did. I mean, other than Castillo, I mean, Sonny Gray is not going to pick you up if Castillo falls. I like Sonny one. Gray. I still like Sonny Gray. I think he, I, he is, he's a likable picture. I'm not saying. That's a formidable I mean, one-two punch. It, it's, it's, but you know what? If Castillo, if Castillo gives up two runs, uh, gives up six runs in an inning and a third and he has to leave, I don't know if I feel good about that series knowing Sonny Gray is behind him because it's like, oof, that, that's not a for sure pickup. You know what I I'm saying? That's I'm not a... on, I think I'm higher on Sonny Gray than you are in this one. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know. I'm, Sonny Gray has never convinced me of being that, okay, I, I'll pick up the ace if the ace falters. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I, would say, I, would, I see Sonny Gray as being a good, sustainable pitcher, but I don't, I don't, I don't consider him a, a lockdown solid two. I got your back because you fell. Yeah. You know, kind of thing. I don't, I, I don't, I don't see it just yet. Going, Prove me wrong. Hey, I love being proven wrong. That's okay. Going back to the East, Leon's giving us the excuses. No Josh Bell, no Kyle Schwarber. <laughs> I mean, okay. Um, do you really think on honest, honest, they've they're they're 0 and 3 against teams that are above 500. They've lost every game with from teams that are above 500. What honestly, I've seen Kyle Schwarber for six years. Uh, don't know if he would have tipped the scale yeah. on that one. Um, I can I can see Josh Bell being more of a factor, but I mean, 
Yeah, I like Josh Bell a lot. Actually. Uh, yeah, I like I like Josh Bell a lot. He's clearly he's clearly been missed. Honestly, he's been missed. But I don't know if if him and Schwarber are the issue. I think, you know, I mean, Schwarber is Jock Peterson with a little less defensive upside. That's who he is. But Schwarber can hit both lefties and righties. He can Jock hit Peterson both lefties and righties. <laughs> you know, so Jock Peterson I mean, but, also starting off cold, but expect <laughs> that from a platoon player. You know, oh my. Um, but yeah, I mean, that the, they're they're not, and and then Scherzer got rocked. The, that first start, Patrick Corbin did not bring it, his first start. So, so I, I look at this and I see the Cubs sitting at four and five, with a negative no surprise differential. Cubs no surprise this year, man. No surprise, brother. No surprise. This has been the tale of this team ever since September of 2018, when they choked a four and a half game lead. After winning in Milwaukee that Labor Day, they just stopped hitting. They stopped hitting. Situationally, almost, they stopped hitting. I it's don't... almost like at that point, the Cubs hit a wall and everything has been falling apart and all the wheels have been falling off little by little. And it's almost as if the core of this team will be completely stripped before they have to just hit that restart button. And it sucks because they had a core of, of really good players and you guys should have done a lot more damage in the period that you were allotted to do so. On that division that did not have a Mike Trout, a Mookie Bet player. Uh, that I mean, we had Yelich for the last couple of years, but you know, even even with Yelich, the Cubs still competed for those divisions. So, um, but yeah, the 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 mm, how the Cubs handled this whole situation was not okay. They're not hitting. And that's like the window just shut completely. When they choked that division lead in 18, you know, most teams' windows, they close gradually, mm-hmm. shut completely in 2018, gone. And I was mm-hmm. like, and they lost 17 to 7, outscored by the Pittsburgh Pirates on games started by your two and uh, on games that featured your two and three guys. They're one, that's not, they're only one game up on the private Pirates for last place. I mean, at this point, I'm just hoping that Bryant holds on his value, that Rizzo finds his value again because he's very valuable and he's still a defensive valuable player, um, and that by it that, that they find their value so we can trade them for useful pieces that are going to help us in the future. But take his, a couple of bad seasons, are, and are we're you comfortable with that happening and getting the right value for them, considering what you gave up and got for you, Darvish. At this point, I mean, at this point, at this point, it's got to happen because let's just say that these guys hold their value. We're not going to get enough pitching. No. I mean, honestly, Kyle Hendricks is very good player, but Kyle Hendricks is not a number one. No. That is, he's not a number one. He is a solid three, probably a second tier two. I agree. I think he's a very, very good three. Solid three. I would give Kyle Hendricks the ball on game three of the NLDS. No questions asked. Or the NLCS or the World Series. He's a solid number three. I he think if he matches, up, yeah, if he matches up against other number threes, you're in a good position. With He'll he match up. Match, yeah, if he starts matching up against your Jake DeGroms, your Garrett Coles of the world. No, he will he, not. He can match up with a guy like Patrick Corbin. Right. He can match up with you know with with that other tier not with the coles not with the degroms not with the bowers not with the um all these darvishes he can match up with with daniel Lamette. he can match up with joe musgrove he can match up with chris paddock mm-hmm. and all these guys that are really serviceable players 
Um, but that that's the problem with the Cubs. So I'm just hoping that these guys find their value and you know they, that that we can get something for them because they're gonna walk. They're gonna walk. They're, they're gone. I you mean, gotta get something for them. You have to get something. You gotta get something for them. I mean, Brian's walking. He's gone. I mean, I, I, I don't as blame much him. as it, this guy's gone, and he's gonna get his 30 AAV. He's gonna get his seven ring at 30. He's gonna get 30 AAV. The least this dude is getting, he's gonna get seven and 21 uh, and 210. Watch. I, I don't know that he gets 30, man. Sad. You know what? 10 for seven, he can get it. Maybe he gets more money for less years. More money for less years? No, maybe he gets maybe 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 at two fifty for. Yeah, maybe he gets a five year deal with thirty five each. You know, I could see that. Yeah. You know, I I could see that seven or more. I I think that AAV comes down to you know twenty eight thirty. I mean, he's 28, and Scott Boris is his guy, man. Scott Boris likes it seven to eight, seven to ten. The problem with that is that this market is flooded with guys. You know, let, let's say a team decides they want to pay Correa and put him at third base, which he's a better third baseman than he he's is a, a shortstop. better third baseman, yes. Would you rather have Carlos Correa or, you know, your boy Chris Bryant? I, I'd rather have Correa playing third. Right now, right now, I'd probably rather have Correa, but remember, Chris Bryant can also move around. So Yeah, but not well. <laughs> he, can, he can fill the hole in the left no, field. I get I mean, it. He, won't, he won't cost you runs. Fair enough. I mean, he won't cost your runs. I, I, mean, I would rather have Carlos Correa playing third than Chris Bryant. That's just. Me. I'd rather have Rendon, really, but. <laughs> and uh, but, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, they're, to me, they they could be interchangeable. If I got, I mean, which one's younger? I think Correa's young, a little younger, right? Yeah, Correa's saying, a little younger. I keep saying the perfect place for Carlos Correa is New York. You put him on the Mets. You put him at their base. You put him and Lindor together with Peter Alonso and Don Smith and Michael Conforto. And you got something McNeil, really, yeah. really special there. I think that right there tips the scales drastically in the Mets' favor if they add a Carlos Correa to their They add a I mean, Houston has not locked them in yet, right? They I don't think Houston. Them, they, they offered them a – it was an insult. It was like $120 million. Hmm. Yeah, Very in the right important. context, that would be an insult in the right yeah. context. Uh, but, I mean, I don't, I don't think – Houston might hold on to them, though, for, for one last run. Maybe think, they want – You think they pay Correa? They didn't pay Springer. Why would they pay Correa? They didn't I would pay say. Springer. So I mean, they didn't pay Springer. I mean, they, they didn't pay Cole. They didn't pay Cole either. You could have paid Cole. Breckman. You can move Breckman to shortstop if you need you to. You can move Breckman to shortstop if you need to. But I mean, they didn't pay Cole. They didn't pay. Uh, they didn't pay Springer. Why would they pay Correa? I mean, they're not going to pay Verlander. They're not going to pay. Not will he ever pitch again? I mean, they didn't pay all these guys. I mean, you do. I mean, I don't know. They already paid Altuve. They extended him long time ago. But, Jake Hibbert uh, said Correa is 27, KB is 29. So you have that too. So I definitely relation really did Chris Bryant. Did, did yeah, him, they you know? they they did him dirty. I w- that would probably tip the scale that probably Correa gets eight years and Bryant gets seven. Yeah, that, that could make the difference, right? I, there. I don't see Bryant getting seven, bro. I can't. I I, I probably one team's gonna give it. You know, Scott Boris, man. I mean, you know, he's going one I team's gonna get it. I could see five years with a high AAV. I, five like, and one eighty. Five on one eighty. I can't see the seven years. The guy's been hurt too much. I mean, but they're not major injuries. They're not no, like no, they're it's not. not a shoulder. It's not an elbow. It's those just... things start. Those things start to add up. And you know, you're an yeah. infielder. You're a third baseman. You know, you start missing games here and there. Moving to the American League, maybe you know, maybe. What if it's an American League team and you got the D? I mean, the DH is coming. That's also another thing. Yeah, the DH is coming, and that's all but inevitable. So. When I'm taking when I'm doing takes about next year, 
I could I take the DH pretty much as a given in the National League. So that could tip the scale to where he gets a longer deal, knowing he can DH as well. I think we're going to eventually see a time where DH is no longer solely used for one player. That's also, I mean, I, I there's only there's only so many guys that can ride that train in one team. Also, I the think DH that train. You're right. Teams are getting smart. Like for instance, I don't know why the Yankees haven't alternated Stanton and Judge between DH and right field. People forget Giancarlo Stanton's a really good right fielder. You know, yes, he is. There's guys, there's teams that could use that spot. The Mets are another team. They could use that spot for Dom Smith. They can use that spot for Pete Alonso. There's, there's that spot can just be rotated between guys. You give guys a half a day off. I think the days of of the single use DH that's gonna fade away when Nelson Cruz retires. And and the only other guy that's probably a full time DH right now, maybe Marcelo Suna when they adopt it. Yeah, maybe Asuna. Maybe I mean, if, if Albert Pujols stays around, maybe. Oh, but I mean, I don't, that, I that dude ain't Pujols. staying around. I love him, but he needs to hang it up. Stick but uh, I mean, maybe um, uh, what's this dude that uh, you got guys hanging around like Miggy? You know, guys that are just yeah. But he's still getting paid though. You got to get whatever you can out of him. Or maybe cut him a check. You, yeah, yeah. They, that dude still got like three years left in his contract. So. Toronto Blue Jays. You can have a guy like Vlad playing, you know, DH, so his defensive liability isn't glaring. I mean that that I mean the 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 importance the necessity of the DH in the game has you know has been clearly stated. Imagine so that, it's pretty much a necessity Fred, right now. Imagine signing a Freddie Freeman and you're able to rest him, like you he can DH half the time, he can play first base half the time. That's what you want. That's that's I mean I don't I don't see the I don't see the downside of that. You know you're getting more out of a player. I don't see why not. But yeah. then again, that's also going to influence. How long a player gets, however way, however way you, however way you, you play the DH in the play, if you're if you're looking at a, a getting DH at bats from a guy, you're gonna be like, okay, man, maybe maybe the the reason is to extend this guy a little longer. Maybe I can get an extra year out of this mm-hmm. out of this guy. So, yeah, I know. See, guys like Jake Hibbert, you know, Edwin Encarnacion, Cruz, Miggy Pujols, the, the only one right now worth anything is Cruz. Cruz is the only one. The, the, these guys, I mean, they're not productive. They're stuck at DH because there's nowhere to put them. They got ridiculous salaries, and you and they're getting have, paid. The only and they're getting that, that's they're getting paid, and and you know what? You can only have one of those guys in your team. And actually, right now they're going to start disappearing. So now it's going to become to where you can only have so many guys that are writing. I mean, okay, two two at bats in left field and one in DH or two in DH or. That that would be the closest baseball can get to substitutions, kind of like in other sports. To be quite honest with you, Ryan Zimmerman's so. another. That's a good one, Leon. Ryan Zimmerman. Ryan Zimmerman, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that, I think that they signed him to that club friendly deal too. So that, you know, I'm, look, I'm shocked. I'm shocked that Osuna took the deal he took. I, if I was him, I would have went one year, waited for them to institute the DH. That way, you have 16 other team, uh, 15 other teams that open up for you. But yeah, that's that's all but a certainty at this point. Yeah. So so. Our last segment. All right. My, my favorite segment Your of favorite. the favorite. Boonheaded. Aaron Boonheaded plays uh, nominees this week. It is not Aaron Boone, even though it's named after him. It is Major League Baseball for the absolute debacle of the Mets and the Marlins. Now, Marcus Stroman annoys the hell out of me. But Marcus <laughs> Stroman tweeting what he tweeted, he was a thousand percent correct in criticizing MLB baseball. They look if you were in the New York City area yesterday, it was gloom and doom the entire day. There was absolutely no way you could look outside and say 
they're going to play baseball today. There was no way. That game should not have been started. They played for seven minutes. Seven minutes. So they need to get this shit corrected. There's no way in how you look at a weather forecast. There's no way in how you look at what's going on in front of you and you say, let's play this game. That was just absolutely foolish, boon-headed. Now, I was doing a little research for this and I found this nugget. Do you know that there's no formal limit for how long a rain delay can last? Wow, did not know that. There is no formal limit for that. In fact, a couple years ago, a Brooklyn councilman, Justin Brandon, wrote Major League Baseball a letter asking for them to change the rules for fans because they were sitting out there losing money, taking time off work. So he posted something like, all MLB teams should start within an hour of the scheduled start time and no game should be more than one hour delayed. I'm with that. They need to fix this rule. I've There's been many times I've gone to the stadium. They haven't canceled the game. Common sense tells you there's no way they're going to play this game with the weather being what it's going to be. There's times I've gotten to the stadium and they called it right there. Now I've paid parking if I pay parking. I've already wasted my time, my energy, my stress, my effort going to the stadium. There have been times that I've gone to the game, gotten soaked, and they called the game within two hours, three hours. If it's a night game, you got to work the next day. So, yeah, MLB, boonheaded. Um, I'll also add the Mets organization into boonheaded because if you know that this is going to happen, I'm not burning a starter. I'm not letting one of my starters warm up. I'm not letting him go in that game for, I think he threw seven pitches. I'm not letting my starter. I'm doing an opener. I'm going to have one of my bullpen guys come out and start that game. If they, if they play it, then they play, we play it with the opener. I'm not burning one of my starters. Now Marcus Stroman's sitting down for five days. They're playing the Phillies. You want Marcus Stroman playing the Phillies. You don't want him set up in Colorado, which is the team they're playing after that. You want him playing against your division rival. You want the better pitcher. You don't want, if you're Stroman, you don't want no part of Colorado. You want to play against the Phillies. And 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 you're the Mets, so you know you got some double headers coming up, so you know you're strapped already. Yeah. So uh, yeah, Mike, Marcus Stroman is a lot of things, and you know with his with his whole stunt in the in the WBC, he did not earn himself any favors with me, but uh, he was right on this one. I mean, yeah, he was. Look, I, I got I got a son in Little League. Okay, in Little League, I'm talking Little League in Clarksville, Tennessee, not New York City, in the middle of MLB, and I can tell you because of how much it rained yesterday and what it looks like today, if we're going to practice or not. And if I can do that with my little phone, I'm pretty sure MLB can figure out a way to say, Hey, we're not playing this game tonight. There's just no way. Do you know why? Because it would be, you would be violating the number one rule of business and you are being an inconvenience to your consumer. And that is not okay. You are being an inconvenience to your consumer. Let's get, let, let's say Joe, everybody gets out of work. I left work early so I could go catch the game. Right. And then I get in the subway. I do this, I do that. And then I go through all that to get wet in the stadium for three hours. So now I can't go home now. Oh, they give me a rain check. Oh, there's going to be a double header two months from now. Well, I mean, I really, so it is an inconvenience to the consumer. And I think MLB really needs to address that because that also lays on the umpires as well. And here we go again with the umpires. Here we go again. Now, Our umpires, if umpires are not capable of making these decisions, then we need to hire people who are people who are weather experts who can, you know, if you don't feel, if you think that the umpire's weather app is not okay to make this decision, which I don't think it will, then you need a better solution because bottom line is your consumer is getting pissed. (laughs) And 
and you don't want that. So yeah. you're you're absolutely right. Look, there was a point where Marcus Stroman was, I think he threw back three or four baseballs that were thrown to him that got wet from the time the catcher threw the ball to him that got wet that he had to throw back. That's no that's no weather to play a baseball game in. And and you know what? A lot of people be like, oh, suck it up, this, that, and the other. No, no listen, no, no, no. listen, listen, listen. That's how you get hurt. Exactly right there. It's not like uh, it's, this is not a spring training game. This guy has to be out there. If his manager tells him the ball is in your hand, hey, listen, the ball's in your hand. Now, somebody could have managed this a little better on the Mets pitching standpoint. You know, somebody in the Mets organization needs to be held accountable. Why was this guy out there if we knew that we we're going to yeah, call the game? That, that's where I blame the Mets right there. But um, this is not just sprinkling. I'm okay with playing when it's sprinkling, but these guys are getting, because then when they get hurt, ah, oh, well, why is he not playing? Are we paying him all this money? Okay, then, which is it? Do we protect yep. the player or for, the, for the betterment of the game? Because the game is worse today because Fernando Tatis Jr. is not playing. Absolutely. And that is a fact. So we got to protect as much as we can. We can't control the weather, but we can control the way we can uh, we, we react to it. And MLB, we need a better system because we're being an incon inconvenience to the consumer that's going to the field. You want the fans back? Well, they're back. Let's see if we can take care of them a little better. And to your point about them pissing off the consumers, you know, like Corey said, yeah, they're still going to the concession stands. They're still buying beers. But you know what? It's limited capacity as it is to get into the stadium. It's a pain in the ass. You need a negative PCR test within 72 hours or a negative rapid test within six hours of game day or proof of vaccination. That's a lot of hoops to jump through to get to a baseball game. So if you have a season ticket package and you're not vaccinated, you have to get tested after tested after test. So if I'm going to go through all those hoops, the least you can do is make sure I'm seeing a game in optimal weather and, and not jerk the fans around. Yeah, brother, let me tell you what I used before I became a teacher, I did my internship with the Nashville Predators in Nashville, Tennessee, That's because cool. I wanted, I wanted to do a sports marketing track before, you know, I became a teacher. I wanted to do sports marketing and everything. Um, Uh, but then I became a teacher and I was a real calling, but whatever with that. But the fact of the matter is that rule number one in guest services on a team, your consumer is the king or the queen. Okay. Even if it's something small, obviously within reason, but game day experience is what drives people to the park. Yeah. These minor league games with all these game, everything with all these hoops and hops and everything, they are that way for a reason. The game, the in-game experience, if the in-game experience is good, you're going to have a sellout every time. And that is just, that is a fact. In-game experience has to be key. And if that's being disrupted, friend, your business is not going to thrive. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Good point. Well, we got one more housekeeping issue. We're going to plug our other podcasts. Tomorrow you have the Audible with Randy Hammond and Matt Bushnell. Best football podcast out there. Don't at me. Then you have the best wrestling podcast out there. The Work Shoot Wrestling Podcast on Thursday, followed by the best basketball podcast you can find, The Step Back, Friday, after, Friday evening. And then if you want your fantasy advice, you want to know who to pick up, who to drop, who's hot and who's not, Total Basis Sunday morning with Sean and Felipe. Uh, Melvin, thank you for joining the us. Step brother. Back. M NBA playoffs are right around the corner, right? They're around the corner. They're right there. So the Step Back's hitting, hitting yeah. it hard now. Those dudes are those dudes are money. Uh, I'm upset because I didn't get to watch last week's episode, so I gotta be able to tune it in when I'm at work coming up. But yeah, Melvin, thank you so much for joining us, brother. 
Thank you, you know, sir. Vince is over here partying, you know, somewhere on the beach. I, I think he said he was uh, somewhere by Alabama. I don't know who goes over there for vacation, but you know. Brother man, hey, I know who goes there for vacation. There's another <laughs> kind he likes, I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, but I, I appreciate you, brother. Everyone, hey, I appreciate the invite, guys. I know. So next Monday, this is Dong City. See you later. Dong City. See y'all later, guys. Bitches.